Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Nobody really knows exactly how many people have disappeared or been murdered in and around the Yakima Reservation. The reservation is 1.3 million acres including some very remote and wild country. A legacy of poverty and racism means people don't like to talk to law enforcement. Tribal police have limited authority. The FBI is supposed to investigate serious crimes, but the Seattle field office is a long ways away. The truth is, the Yakima Reservation has disproportionate numbers of missing and murdered indigenous women and indigenous people. Murder is the third leading cause of death among indigenous women. Are you paying attention yet? Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here with my sister and co-host. And partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. That was a big mouthful. I almost couldn't spit it out. (laughs) (laughs) It is a bit of a mouthful. It is true. It is. But it's all true. We got to say it. It is. It is. It's true, true. Well, welcome to Tuesday. I'm officially 46. My birthday is over. Sad. Yeah. Sad. Except for I'm confident (laughs) you've been spoiled for your birthday. Uh, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Super, super duper spoiled. And even though we're we're actually recording this before your birthday, because we're going to celebrate on your birthday, I'm still confident you're getting spoiled for your birthday because I know what you're getting. Well, there you go. Yeah. I know I am. I know I. Things have been arriving Mm -hmm. that I am not allowed to look at, so. Well, your wife is a great gifter. Oh, she is. She's a pro gifter. Mm-hmm. She is forever giving me the most thoughtful things mm-hmm. that are so useful for me. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's she just best. notices, you know, oh, she from does. the time she my really kids were tiny, attention. she'd be like, you know, it'd be great for so-and-so because I noticed that they were blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Her observational skills are bar none. They really are. I guess that's why she's a therapist, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Well, I hope that you guys are having a good week thus far. A lot going on this week. We've got the Maxwell case. We have got the Daybell case that has court this week. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're trying to get a few more trials in before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And we're here for it. We are. We're going to keep a close eye on that. Yeah. But this is our MMIW case uh, for the week. And it's not one case. It's a bunch of cases. We're going to talk about what's going on in Yakima. Okay. Or Yakima, Yakima. I've heard it well, both ways. the locals say Yakima. But yeah, Yakima. This is Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yakima, Washington. Uh, 
This is an enormous reservation, Mil, you know, more than a million acres of land, oh, wow. uh, many rivers that they manage. They're, they're, it's an enormous, enormous undertaking, the Yakima Reservation. Mm-hmm. And they have kind of gone back and forth over the years in being the leading place for missing and murdered indigenous women. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, New Mexico has been rivaling them. Oh, yeah. And so has Montana, mm-hmm. you know, but Yakima's kind of ticking up again. Well, in and South Dakota. And, oh, my God. South Dakota. Mm-hmm. South Dakota had, Sioux Falls have, has had three missing teenagers in November. Three. Yeah. MMIW teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. In just one month. Mm-hmm. And that's just three I know of. Don't take that to the bank. That's just three I know of. Yeah. It's probably yeah, it's a lot more, but yeah. I mean... It's true that uh, the current administration is trying to tackle it. The last administration tried to tackle it. Now we have Deb Haaland that's trying to help tackle it uh, in, you know, the interior. Mm-hmm. But uh, as of right now, things are not getting better. No, they're definitely in the not. Country. This, is, this is such a a systemic problem mm-hmm. that it, it, it requires a huge global change within the law enforcement system. And then even bigger is the societal change because so much of it is based on racism that it's horrifying. Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. So I wanted to share with you a few uh, missing people. Um, I'm not going to tell you all of their stories because it's just too much for one show. Unfortunately, with a lot of these cases, there's not enough information for us to make a show out of. Right. It's true. Sometimes, you know, we've done like we've done like groups of three before and stuff because, you know, there's like one article or just stuff on the Charlie Project and maybe something in a Facebook group. Like there's so little because there's been so little law enforcement response, which means there's so little media response. Right. And we can't report what we don't know. Right. And sometimes we can find family members and talk to them. And sometimes we can't. I mean, we've we've gone that route lots of times when we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and sometimes family wants to talk to us and sometimes they don't. And that's okay, too. I mean, right. that is absolutely their uh, prerogative, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, sometimes we, we get lucky there and have a little bit more to share. But at any rate, uh, so I'm going to share a handful of these. I'm going to tell you all of their names, but I'm going to share a few of their stories with you as well. So we're going to start with Gail Teo. So Gail Teo went missing in 2019, okay. August 7th, 2019. She was 63. This is yet another elder. I was going to say, this is an old picture. Yes. Yeah. A very old picture, but she was 63 at the time that she disappeared in 2019. Oh, we a lot of these grandmothers. The grandmothers. So scary. Really scary because the grandmothers are the heart and soul. Yeah of the of the uh the tribes of the reservations uh so gail uh was found dead in her home on the evening of august 7th 2019 she was wrapped in plastic and a rug with stab wounds to her neck and a gunshot wound to her back Mm -hmm. a security video from her home showed a man who was later identified as michael anthony davis he confronted her inside the house and attacked her with pruning shears Oh, my God. He has been charged with aggravated first-degree murder, first-degree robbery, and first-degree burglary. So in a rare, uh, you know, turn of events, they actually know who did this one. And 
caught them, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which also is rare. Yeah. What is the motive in this one? Do you know? Mm-mm. I just, I don't understand what a 63-year-old woman has done to, you know, provoke something like that. I, I mean, not I, that it's her fault. I just mean like. Well, right. But wh- why? Why? What the hell? Why? Yeah. I will tell you, in some of these cases with the elders, women being attacked, I feel like these are younger people that they've tried to help. Yeah, we've seen that before. Suffering with addiction, mental health issues, stuff like that, that kind of go off the rails. Mm -hmm. This is another elder. This Mm -hmm. is Catherine Aeneas Squiach. And Catherine was among five people shot to death on Medicine Valley Road in White Swan on June 8th, 2019. Oh, my God. And there actually is a suspect in this uh, case as well. James Dean Cloud was indicted on first-degree murder charges. uh, And another man, Donovan Quinn Carter Cloud. So brothers, cousins, something. Something. Uh, So they are facing... uh, Lots of uh, federal charges, and that trial is supposed to take place in February 2022, which it probably isn't because, uh, you know, all of these trials keep getting moved. But at any rate, I mean, it's rare to see charges. And so in these two cases, I was excited to at least see that because that doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. So that's good. At least there's something happening there. Was that like Mm -hmm. people in a house or a mass shooting at an event? I mean, five people? I don't know. I don't know. Then we have Alilia Lala Minthorn. Minthorn. She uh, was murdered on May 3rd, 2019. We have Angela Heath, who vanished on April 15th, 2019. We have Rosenda Strong, who vanished on October 2nd, 2018. Destiny Lloyd, 2017. Strong, I think we may have covered. Did we? That, her name's very familiar. Either that or I've read about her case. Oh, you know, I actually studied her today. I almost just did her case alone. I don't think we have. Okay. But she got a ride to Legends Casino outside of Wapato. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she was seen at the casino. And then she was not seen again until July 4th, 2019. She Her remains were found in an abandoned freezer. Outside of Topinish. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a year she was missing. Yep. Uh, Destiny Lloyd, Echo Little Wolf, Minnie Andy, Linda Dave, Felina Metzger, Rosalita Longi, Naoma George, Barbara Celestine, Alice Looney, Charmaine Sanchi, Roberta Rains. Agnes Laura, Sherry Elwell, Barbara Whitesell, Roselia So Happy, Joanne John, Parker Doe. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. This is one that uh, was an unsolved homicide. Mm-hmm. It, skeletal remains were found mm-hmm. in 1988 near Parker Dam. Oh, okay. Parker uh, it's Parker Doe. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she was is native. Uh, but they don't know. They considered it a homicide, but they have no idea who she is. Mm-hmm. Yep. God. Yeah. Yep. It's a. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll show you guys a picture of Parker. It's a. Uh, she's young, and she had bowling shoes on. Really? Yeah. Well, that ought to be a clue that could be tracked down. Right? Well, maybe, but the problem is that so frequently they are not, the the information doesn't get shared correctly, right? It's not interagency sharing the way it should be. And, you know, jurisdictionally we have all of these issues. And so I really wonder if she's from, not from Yakima and, you know, that she's from a tribe elsewhere that maybe maybe knows she's missing, but doesn't know she was found there. Right. Something. Because if someone went missing with bowling shoes on, I mean, that's a clue. If someone's reported missing, we haven't seen them since they were at the bowling alley. I right. mean, hello. Um, come on, man. But that does require that there's work being done on these cases, and it does kind of seem as though there isn't. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Janice Marie Wilson vanished on August 4th, 1987. Her partially clothed body was found August 8th, 1987 in a remote area. Again, this reservation is extremely remote. A lot of it is extremely remote. Right. They figured she died from a blow to the head. She had been seen uh, leaving a party four days before uh, and was hitchhiking to Sunnyside. Mm. So they actually uh, arrested someone named Samuel Posada mm-hmm. uh, in 2009, and he was acquitted in 2011. And they mm. just have nothing. They have no no evidence. Yeah. Well, the hard part in cases like this is that if they're not investigated immediately, mm-hmm. then a lot of evidence disappears, you know? Yeah. Also, as we know, because this is also the case... Uh, in South Dakota and in Arizona, that um, a lot of the tribal police, they don't have the kinds of resources they need, like, for example, helicopters. Yeah. And, you know, vehicles to go off, mm-hmm. you know, all terrain to be able to go looking for people. Mm-hmm. They don't have the capabilities necessary to search for someone on um, land that huge and that remote. Yep. They're not given the resources they need to even look. Yep. Yep. Which is horrifying. I know that when the, some of the money came out from the CARES Act that the states right. got, that there were tribal polices that tried to get some of that money to do things like upgrade their equipment and get a helicopter and some stuff yeah. like that. And they didn't get Couldn't the money. Yep. They weren't. That It was not, yet again, not prioritized for yep. them. And it just over and over again indicates to me that it's because the people that live on those reservations are not considered a priority. No. And not treated as though they are, in fact, human beings. Yep. And that is horrifying. It makes me so angry to think that it wouldn't be a priority to help someone, help 
a local tribe to find people that go missing on their land. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, you look at Gabby Petito and we all know we've talked about this a lot, but look at the manpower and money and searches that went on for her. There was no expense spared. No. Looking no. for her or frankly, <coughs> Ryan Laundry. Probably killed her, you know? Yeah. And but not everybody gets that treatment. And a yeah. lot of that is because if the local police don't have those options, because, you know, we live in an area where a lot of the counties around us are very remote and there yeah. is very difficult terrain, but you know what, those counties, they have access to all that kind of equipment. They have access to everything that they need to go searching for people. Yeah. You know, we have, all different kinds of search and rescues that have access to whatever they need to go find people who are lost climbing rock faces, climbing mm -hmm. up the Grand Tetons, you know, mm -hmm. way in avalanches, snowmobilers and avalanches. Yeah. So it's not as though it can't happen because our law enforcement around here and our search and rescues, they certainly have all of that stuff yeah. or access to it. You know, mm -hmm. I think some of it's shared yeah. uh, among counties, but it, it's here. Yeah. And, and available yeah but you know the the reservations just they don't get treated like they matter no no they don't no and it is a part of what has to change and then part of what we have to have a loud voice for and looking at this situation in washington is really disheartening oh, uh, yeah. this is alice looney and alice went missing in 2004 in august 2004 uh, no leads, nothing. And finally, in on uh, November 30th, 2005, so a year and a half later, mm -hmm. a hunter found her body wedged up under a tree on a little island. Oh, and again, man. no answers at all in her. Well, in just a place that somebody would think no one would ever go or look. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wow. I mean, I could go on all night and it's there all day, but there's, you know, you guys, I'm going to share a link to The Vanished. The Vanished is a really good website that is focusing on the Yakima situation. That is mm -hmm. what all of their, uh, their whole website is about. And it's really good. They have cases, they have stories uh, about those cases. They have resources. So I want to uh, really call your attention to that site. It is just thevanished.com, but I'll also, uh, you know, link it in this story for you guys. Sure. So that's a good one to pay attention to uh, if you're, uh, you know, especially if you live in Washington mm -hmm. or Oregon, you know, California, if you're in that area, these are cases you should be paying attention to. Right. Uh, we know a little a gal that's playing softball up in Yakima. And I told my husband, my God, I wouldn't have let my daughter go up there knowing what I know now, you know, about the amount of missing persons they have. Holy shit. It's horrible. You know, and her parents probably didn't know either, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, not that she's not safe. She probably is, but you know what I mean? Like there, there's right. a lot going on that we're not aware of as a public. That Right. And, and who is committing these murders yeah. and who is taking these people? You know, uh, we know that a lot of the reservations that are around oil fields, mm -hmm. that that white men are involved in many of these crimes. And they're 
you know, working in the oil fields, they're pretty anonymous in these little towns and on these reservations. You know, um, we know because lots of people who live here work in oil fields and, you know, they kind of come and go. They'll work for a few months and then come home for a couple of months and they kind of do this back and forth thing. Well, it makes them fairly um, easy to just slip away after committing a crime like this. Yeah. Well, that the oil fields are one thing that the uh, reservations in Montana and North Dakota and South Dakota have identified right. as one of the uh, top uh, issues that have brought more crime to their towns. For sure. It's a big and, and the jurisdictional issues, again, that come into play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just wondering for Yakima, because that's not so much oil country. I'm just mm-hmm. wondering, like, where... And not to say that, that none of these crimes are perpetrated by, you know, Indigenous people on Indigenous people, because they are, we know that. But the sure the sheer volume of it, mm-hmm. there's something else going on here too. But I'm not quite sure. And I'll just I need to do some research about what's what else, what's making this area even more vulnerable. Right, right. Well, part of it is the ruggedness, uh, you know, the the sure remoteness of it uh part of it is poverty i mean unfortunately with poverty comes crime mm-hmm. uh and, and part of it is a lack of uh, law enforcement presence because trying to cover and take care of that many acres of land and people is nigh impossible with the right. resources they, they, they don't have. have anywhere near the resources to do that no, no and i'm sure there's more upon that but mm-hmm. at any rate so uh, we wanted to talk about yakima today and just make sure that you guys are very aware because they're not the only ones, but this has been a hot mm-hmm. spot for decades mm-hmm. of missing women and girls. So worth talking about. Right. It definitely is. Well, and you know, the 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 conversation around sex trafficking always comes up in these situations always, yeah. for people that just vanish and never return. But mm-hmm. you know, there are plenty of these cases in which bodies are found. Mm-hmm. And so that does indicate something different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yes, sex trafficking will always uh, be part of the conversation for sure, because it's always there. But yeah, this seems to be more than that. I agree. Mm. Well, we will certainly keep our eye on Yakima then, won't we? Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, this is our Tuesday case. We'll be back on Wednesday with our third case of the week. We'll be back Wednesday night with case updates. We will be streaming Daybell Court this week. We'll let you know all about it. We have a lot going on, so we sure keep your do. eyes wide open. We will, and <laughs> we will be back. So this has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye.